0: Ma Koko, aye. For Moi, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together, we are ready to work, ready to serve. All ready, ready, ready. We are ready. For more information, visit MaKokoMoi.com.
1: I'm Jim Mendoza, thanks for joining me for Tell Me A Story. If you ever thought you missed out on your chance at something special, then you can relate to Dr. Cyan Proctor. She dreamed of being an astronaut and she just got back from orbiting Earth. astronaut Dr. Cyan Proctor says nothing beats the rush of blasting into space.
0: Those engines ignite and you are just rolling on the best ride of your life. T
1: plus 30 seconds. Proctor took part in last month's SpaceX Inspiration 4 mission, flying more than 350 miles above the Earth's surface.
0: (laughs) But we didn't realize we'd be able to see the entire sphere of our planet and that was spectacular
1: the inspiration Four crew is the first all civilian team to go into space for three days they orbited earth
0: australia was the running joke every time we looked out the window and saw actual brown it was the continent of australia
1: she says everything looks different from a space perspective
0: so we had the earth and then the moon would come up and, and peek behind the earth and be—it was like it was suspended there, um, just beautiful. Proctor is a
1: geoscientist, poet, and artist. During the little downtime she had, she painted a picture in zero gravity.
0: I hope you love it as much as I do. Look at how it shimmers.
1: The crew's primary mission was research. Their journey raised $200 million for St. Jude Children's Hospital, but three days in space went by way too fast.
0: They will be touching down approximately 15 miles per hour. And then you brace for splashdown, the actual impact into the water, but it really is kind of like you hit. And then you bounce up and then you're like, woohoo, <laughs> we are down. In
1: 2009, Proctor almost made it into NASA's program, and she trained for space at the high seas habitat on Mount Loa. Now through SpaceX, she's finally earned her astronaut wings. Cyan, welcome back to Earth.
0: Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be back.
1: I know that we have a few things that I want to chat with you about, but just give me a little, a little small snippet of the excitement that you feel being on this side of the journey that you were so much anticipating.
0: Yeah, you know, it feels amazing because um, we did it. (laughs) We had a successful mission to space and back, and we also hit our fundraising goal of $200 for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So it's a party all around. (laughs)
1: it's a win-win-win-win-win it is oh my goodness tell me about the experience sign because i know you talked about it this is something that you had planned for you tried for nasa before and lo and behold you make your trip into space what was it like when you're walking to the dragon capsule and you're just getting ready to go and all of a sudden it's liftoff
0: you know it, it it was kind of like that it was all really quick you know you go to the um, suit dress up room you get ready you have your ride out to the launch pad and Haley and I chose it's a beautiful day by you two as our ride up song and then you get out and you look up and you're like whoa I can't believe I'm gonna be riding that into space and and then you get in and you know it's all your training just kicks in and so you kind of go through everything that you need to do and but you're in the back of your mind you think okay you know we could scrub or the launch escape system could kick us off, uh, so you're kind of prepared for those things. But then the countdown just happens, and you're like, "All right, we're going <laughs> to space!" <laughs> and then the next thing you know, those igni those uh, those engines ignite, and you are just rolling on the best ride of your life.
1: Totally different view
0: different view and the most shocking part was we knew that we would have a fantastic view from our cupola when we opened it but we didn't realize we'd be able to see the entire sphere of our planet and that was spectacular and so I just that view I just can't even now just thinking about it I just am so lucky and grateful that we had that opportunity and they added that cupola which is a big giant space window basically but it's domed so when we stuck our head into here about this way around was the earth's entire sphere so you could rotate around and see it and then the darkness of space was below you
1: amazing just amazing did you see hawaii
0: we did pass over hawaii but you know a lot of times the it, it was funny because a lot of clouds a lot of blue a lot of ocean so just be depending on how and we're moving really fast so it's like you pop up in the cupola and if you see something you call down and you're like hey you know what am i over and by the time somebody gets to the to the uh flight computer and figures it out you're already past it and so Um, But Australia was the running joke. Every time we looked out the window and saw actual brown, it was the continent of Australia.
1: (laughs) What does space look like from there, from that altitude?
0: just you know it's the blackest black but you also see the stars and the stars are you know like clear light uh, instead of like having a twinkle to them and so and the most interesting thing was the moon because we had moonrise, so we had the earth and then the moon would come up and and peek behind the earth and be it was like it was suspended there um just beautiful
1: yeah, and it's always a full moon, right? When you see it from it that perspective. It was almost a
0: full moon. Well, it was moving towards full moon for us because uh, we were cutting across um, you know, the uh, uh, ecliptic plane. And so we could only get it at certain times, but it was moving toward full. And so very cool.
1: But what does it feel like, sign? Because you, you are the first black female to pilot a spaceship.
0: Right? It's about time, yeah. <laughs> and so that's one of the reasons why, you know, my uh, dragon wings mean even more to me is the fact that, you know, uh, on the back of them, it says pilot. <laughs> so I am officially a dragon flyer. <laughs>
1: It wasn't just a joy ride, too, because you guys had work to do when you were in orbit. Oh, yeah. No,
0: this was the job. This was work. (laughs) You know, it it was the most amazing job ever, but we were doing a lot of research and so a lot of medical research. And, and so, um, that, and that took a lot of time, Uh, you know, a good chunk of our time was spent doing that. And then we were doing, you know, like, uh, taking photos, documenting things, uh, just eating everything that you would normally take for granted to that was easy to do on earth. takes a little more time on orbit because you got to be thoughtful because you open something up. And if you're not thinking about it, things will float away. (laughs) and you're like yep. wait wait no no and it, you you know you gotta catch it all and so you gotta yes. be very mindful
1: yeah was it a, a, a real close quarters though in that dragon capsule right I mean oh yeah if you're if you're claustrophobic then you're gonna have a hard time in that kind of a setting right
0: you do not want to be claustrophobic going to space in the in a dragon capsule now it's bigger than Apollo and Gemini and all of them but but it's still, you know, um, small. Luckily when you're on orbit, you get that extra volume because you can float up and you can float down. But then we also had the cupola, which also added more volume, but it's tight quarters. You know, like my commander, Jared always said, get comfortable being uncomfortable. You're going to get close.
1: (laughs) When you come back to earth, what does that feel like? You know, whenever you go on a vacation someplace and go, oh, my gosh, I got to go back to work (laughs) on Monday, and you start counting down the time. You were up there for three days in orbit. Right. Did you count down the time and go, oh, it's getting closer to coming back?
0: Well, it was one of those things where you just didn't have enough time. I learned three days isn't enough. Five days would have been so much nicer because the first day your body's adapting. You don't feel so good, you know, and I'm one of those people who gets sick on small boats. And so I got up there and I was like, oh, I don't feel so good but you can take medicine and stuff. So Haley hooked me up, made me feel good, but then all the fluid shifts in your body. So I got rid of the motion sickness, but then you have like this cloudy stuffy head. And so like the first day, second day, you're not quite right. And then the third day you wake up and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. And you're humming and everything's good and your body's adapted. And you're like, wait, I gotta come home. I don't wanna go home. I feel great, no. Uh, and so so it was one of those bittersweet moments that you're, you're glad that the mission is coming to an end, but you just feel like you didn't have enough time and you're just starting to feel better. And, you know, but coming home and knowing that we were successful and everything worked out, it just, it made it so special.
1: Okay, you come back to earth. What was that uh, descent like?
0: Oh, Everything went off Yeah, the descent is much more interesting because, you know, as the pilot, what I pay attention to is Jared and I can actually do something about. So on the way up, if something goes wrong with the, you know, the Falcon rocket, the system can kick us off, you know, and that's an automated thing that can happen. We have some control to do it ourselves, but mainly, you know, the computer is going to realize there's a problem first and kick you off. But that's it until you get on orbit. Um, but a coming down, you know, Jared and I really have to monitor the systems, because we have to, one, make sure we can reestablish comms with, you know, SpaceX, and then also, you know, if there was anything goes wrong with the flight computers, you know, what would we do, and then the parachute and drogue deploy. So when the drogues deploy, you know, we, we watch our altitude and it drops and at a certain altitude is when that's supposed to fire. And if it doesn't, then we can fire them ourselves. And so it's really important for me and him to be in sync as that's happening. Uh, luckily, we didn't have any issues. They went just like that, but you gotta be ready. You gotta be prepared. And so that's some of the things. And then Jared's making commands all the way down and making sure that not only we know what's going on, uh, you know, especially Chris and Haley who don't have the situational awareness that we do, uh, but also SpaceX.
1: Is it a splashdown situation? Because I know back in the old days, we always wait for the splashdowns to come. Well, yeah, it, it was is.
0: total splashdown and it was beautiful. I can't believe some of the video from that. It's amazing. And people are like, wow, it looks like you hit the water so hard. But honestly, I don't even remember because- when the mains come out and you get the velocity slowing down now you know you're going to survive and you're not going to smack in the water hard enough to like wipe you out so you're pretty happy and excited at that point and then you brace for splashdown the actual impact into the water but it really is kind of like you hit and then you bounce up and then you're like (laughs) woohoo, we are down
1: Isn't there going to be a documentary coming out, Cyan, on Netflix?
0: It already is. It's called Countdown. And so go check it out. Um, All five episodes are done and up. And so it's binge-worthy.
1: How is this going to enhance your teaching,
0: this experience? I think that what's great about it is now I have this experience that I can go and inspire others, I can inspire uh, future students, previous students, you know, um, faculty and staff, you know, I have a global platform now that I can go and share this, you know, what I learned, how the tenacity, the grit, the determination, resilience to not give up and and to achieve my dream in my 50s i mean these are just all important messages
1: you heard her refer to her crewmates jared isaacman haley arsenault and chris sembroski Cyan is now back to teaching her students and working on her Space to Inspire project. As Buzz Lightyear said, to infinity and beyond. Thanks to podcast producer Davis Pittner, and we'll see you next time on Tell Me a Story.